What's going on, FML? And we back with another episode of Total Access Weekly Recaps. And this is week two, season 12. And let's just get right into it, man. I'm with my guy, Jerome, as always. And we're about to get into this wrap-up. All right, so week two, let's just dive into it, man. What game you want to jump into first? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the Bears and the Saints. That was a one-point ball game. Um, we talked about Trevor Lawrence and his four touchdowns last week, and maybe that was a bluff because this week he went 15 for 25 and no touchdowns, two interceptions, and less than 200 yards on the day. And uh, this quarterback for the Saints, Newman, seemed to do his. He had over 250 with two touchdowns, and Kamara had 22 rushes for 132 yards. So this this Saints team is starting off 2-0, and and we just lost the Bucks user. So that actually could be a uh, notable 2-0 if he can continue this winning streak. Mm, yeah, wow. I didn't even know Lawrence didn't have any touchdowns. So now I'm looking at the, the, statistic, the statistics of the game. Uh, that's tough, man. Two interceptions, 183 yards. So the, the Saints defense held him under 200 yards. No touchdowns passing for him. So I think what it is is the Bears need some more weapons. Their only weapon is Allen Robinson, and it's so easy to, to stop him. So they just need some more weapons. Yeah, agreed. All right. That wraps up that game. Another game I want to get into is that Dolphin, that Dolphins and Jets game. <laughs> that blowout. So Tyree Jackson, one touchdown and four interceptions. And, you know, we, we speak about Tua a lot and how uh, uh, Coach Mancha plays with, with Tua, a lot of interceptions. But he went 14 for 19 for 354 yards and four touchdowns. So... Tua had like a little bit of a field day. Yeah, that's surprising because, you know, Breida's usually the one that, that really runs that offense. But Tua had a phenomenal game. Only missed, you know, five passes. I don't think we've ever seen him go over 350 or even get four touchdowns in a game. So great performance by Tua. I don't know if it's because of the because of the coaching with Mancha or just the bad secondary with the Jets. But, uh, man, I don't know why Ocho – is pushing for Tyree Jackson to be the starter because I haven't seen anything positive with him as the starter since he, he grabbed him. I know he traded Sam Darnold to the Rams shortly after naming Jackson the starter, but I think that is a uh, – it's going to hurt him, especially in the future because right now he does not look like that franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what Ocho's trying to do is he's trying to develop him. And build some pieces around him. He's trying to trade for uh he's trying to make a trade with the Cardinals for DeAndre Hopkins. So that should definitely instantly make his offense better. But if he can't keep the interceptions down, I don't see any difference. It's really defense right now where he's struggling at, to be honest. It's not even mm. really Tyree. Well, it is Tyree with the interceptions, but if you can't play defense two or three hundred and fifty four yards. Breida had almost 100 yards rushing. A.J. Brown had 174 yards, five catches. He just gets into a lot of shootouts. And if he's not scoring, he's getting a lot of points put up on him. So, Right. All right, so Jets got their ass whooped week two. 
bottom line. <laughs> oh, that's not- that GDP cards Vikings. Yes, that was a, a great game. <laughs> that GDP, and we got like front row seats. I usually GDP is like front row seats to me. We get all the action, every single thing we get to watch happen and unfold. So, how how you feel about that? That Vikes got that revenge, got that win back, and Arizona's offense struggled a little bit. Yeah, Arizona's offense struggled, and I think it's mostly because Minnesota knew exactly what he was going to do. Um, we talked about how James has been pretty predictable. We talked about it a lot on GDP as well. It's that Isabella streak, the fader out to Hopkins in, in the red zone. He likes to get a lot of read options and some quarterback power plays with Kyler. Um, and he doesn't want to stay in the pocket too long, you know. So just a great game plan by the Vikings controlled the pace of the game the whole way. Dalvin Cook was a man amongst boys out there um, running the football. And I'm going to make a bold prediction. I think the Vikings are going to win the division this season. <laughs> okay. Okay. I could, I could see that. I could see that happening. Vikings looked really good that game. Uh, Dalvin Cook was phenomenal. If he can – he had an injury with Dalvin Cook for a couple of, for uh several weeks. So that kind of put his offense to like a little hole, a little struggle, a little uphill battle, but Dalvin Cook is healthy right now. If he stays healthy, I feel like he can make a big impact in top 10 rushing, controlling the game. The way he controlled that game was really well. He controlled the clock, he controlled the tempo. The score says 26 to 9, but I feel like the score doesn't tell the true story of how the Vikings played that game. Mm-hmm. They were, like, in full control the whole time. And Cousins only threw 14 times. So when you don't have to throw that much with Cousins, like we said on GDP, if he can, you know, feed the beast, Dalvin Cook, he doesn't have to throw that much to throw these interceptions. Yeah, he'll definitely he'll do well. I definitely see him possibly winning that division for sure. Let's see here. You want to talk about Packers and, and Seahawks a little bit? Yeah, I didn't get to catch that game, but I heard it was a good one. Um, did you watch it? Yeah, I caught the tail end of it, but I, I ended up going back to, to rewatch it after the live because I heard some good things. But uh, Antro, just, he, he looked phenomenal all game. Uh, but I think some of it also has to do with the rust with Taco. You know, he missed most of the year last year. Uh, you know, he barely won versus the 49ers last week. And this week, I think the complacency and the rust kind of got the best of him. He wasn't able to make that comeback versus uh, Green Bay because we both know that Entro is definitely one of the better defensive users that we have in this league. So uh, that comeback was definitely um, cut short. But Rodgers, four touchdowns on the day. And Aaron Jones got hit, got it done as well with over 117 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So, this this offense did some work versus that Seattle uh, defense. Yeah, Taco Taco got to get that rust off fast because uh, it's a tough division. You got uh, a guy that I think I think he won Coach of the Year. Did he win Coach of the Year? He did. Yeah. James, right? Yeah, he won Coach of the Year. You got the MVP over there. Uh, you got a new user with the Rams and Trunks who seems uh, pretty solid. I haven't got to catch any of his games. But I'm definitely going to tune into a few. I want to see uh, what he's doing. But he also lost to the Packers also. So it's not like Packers is a, you know, is a guy that you're going to come in and, and beat around. You definitely got to get on 
your A game. You got to play your best game when you play the Packers. So, you know, I just feel like Seattle got to sh- uh, shed the rust off fast because this division, I feel like it's going to be tight knit all the way through. Yeah, 100%. All right. So we got the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Minka Fitzpatrick with five tackles, two interceptions, and a touchdown. So let's just get into that game right there uh, with the Steelers. Steelers got a new QB, Lance. He's been he's been struggling a little bit. So I think the defense is really what saved them. To be honest, Sony Michelle twenty rushes for one hundred and thirty seven yards. Man, he Sony Michelle looked good. Ty Gurley struggling. You see, uh, Steelers trying to trade for a bunch of running backs. I don't know what's going on with that with that GM <laughs> and his infatuation with running backs, but it definitely hasn't been uh, fruitful running the ball for that team. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the New Orleans Saints when they had Ingram, Kamara, and Adrian Peterson all on the same team. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's no point, man. You, I feel like you really have to have that franchise running back. Gurley's a little bit older, so you could see why the Falcons let him go um, following that Super Bowl win because I feel like he was key to that to that Super Bowl uh, run, um, especially in a, you know how that offense progresses. But yeah, it hasn't worked really well. Lance eventually, I think he, he'll start to develop a little bit better. But those golf touchdowns really cost the Patriots a close ball game, and uh, unfortunately, they had to start off zero two because of it. Yeah, and the Patriots, honestly, the Patriots' pass defense is ridiculous. They was top in pass defense last season, and Steelers is, you know, a really good passing user. Uh, despite how he passes the ball, he's still always, you know, um, Ben Roethlisberger was a top passer. I think he made top 25 list. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. But uh, he was, I don't think so. He was definitely up there with the ten top 10 quarterbacks, though. Um, yes, yep, 100%. So, he did really well. What is shocking to me is, well, it's not really shocking to me because, like I said, Patriots' pass defense is probably one of the best in the league. If you watch him play and watch him play defense, Asians' pass defense is definitely a top pass defense in the league. They completely took Juju Smith-Schuster out the game. So, when your running back has most of your catches – you already know that the pass is, is locked up and those receivers are locked up. Two catches for Juju for 32 yards. Wow. Yeah. A lot of stuff come, happening in the backfield. And it's, like you said, it's because of that, that pass defense. Yeah, so if the Patriots could get their pass offense going, because they got the run game going, they got the pass defense going, if they can get that passing offense, if they could just get a rhythm on offense, forget about passing offense, but if they can be – they're just too one-dimensional right now. If they could get into a rhythm and mix it in and be a little diverse with their play calls, I think the Patriots could definitely pull out of that division and win, mm. and win it. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, AFC, Let's talk about – Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, let's talk about the Rams versus the Colts. This is a, <laughs> a game that I think we, – we talked about the Colts last week. And it's kind of the same story this week. Uh, I'll get into it real quick. But the Colts lost 56-28 to to the to the new coach Rams. Uh, big issue with the Colts is this is their second game allowing 56 points exactly uh, in a row. So this defense is definitely not helping out the offense. Uh, Eason threw four interceptions on the day, even though he had three touchdowns. So 
four touch or interceptions is definitely um, not something that you want to do. And, you know, Taylor got his, as always. You know, he did really well running the ball with Taylor last season. He won Offensive Rookie of the Year for the AFC. Um, I don't know if he won best running back. I don't think Brita won it. Yeah, but Brita won it. He was, but, but he was up there. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in the top two. So, uh, I always expect him to have a good game. But he only had seven rushes. If you have 138 yards on seven rushes, run the ball. There's no need to be throwing, you know, all these passes with Easton and you throw four interceptions, you know. Just do what works. Obviously, your defense is not helping you. But if you can control the tempo, run that football, and just be able to keep that time of possession in your favor, it's a good chance you're not going to be giving up 56 points a game. Exactly. Control the clock and the time of possession, like you just said. If you can run the ball that efficiency, where you can run seven times and get over 100 yards, there's no reason why you shouldn't have literally with the same guy 20 25 rushes you know what i mean seven seven rushes is ridiculous especially when you're getting that much yards but to each his own man uh four intos seven intro intos in two games for Eason, which is a recipe for disaster you gotta in this league honestly everybody's passing everybody's passing and everybody's offense is really good so if you can limit the turnovers every single game, it's that's just what it comes down to. If you look at the guys that are at the bottom of the league to the guys that are at the top of the league, it's always interceptions and defense. They're getting scored on a whole lot. And then it's hard to play defense when you're turning the ball over in your own field position. It's no way you can play defense like that. Right. So Easton got to get it together. If the Colts want to make the playoffs like they did last year, which I think they won't. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, it's just the, the way the way he's playing with Eason is just too. It's just lackluster. It's just not way he, the way he played last season. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna join up with you on that one. I don't think the Colts are gonna make the playoffs either. Uh, and I think you made the bold prediction that the Jags were gonna run away with this division. But we'll see. And the, uh, I don't think the Colts will be in the conversation, though. And the Texans look better than they did last year, so it's going to be even tougher now. Right. Because the Texans were horrible last season. Let's not, you know, sugarcoat it. But they look extremely better. They look like they've improved defensively. They just need to get their offense together, which has always been a struggle for Smooth. So if he can figure out that offense and maybe get some weapons around uh, Watson, I could definitely see Smooth. Not taking a division because I, f- I really feel like Jags is extremely tough. Like the things he can do with Minshew and that offense is ridiculous. But Smooth held him to 14 points. So let's get into that game, Texas and Jags. Mm. Yeah. Like you said, Minshew last season, he was in the top 25 and he was a top five quarterback. Don't forget, he had a phenomenal season. So starting off 2 0 for the Jags is huge, but. They, they look great. Harris had 19 rushes for 135 yards. Uh, you know, Minshew did okay this game. He, only, he had a touchdown and an interception. So nothing eye-popping to say, you know, he played terrible because it's only a one-score ball game. But Watson with those three interceptions, um, he couldn't just mitigate that. Honestly, I think it could have been a, a much closer ball game. You know, it's only a touchdown, 14-7. to seven, But you keep yourself with the ability to take the lead or even tie the ball game up, try to push it in OT. But like you said, the Texans, they're getting better. Last season, I feel like a lot of the things with them was they were so focused on trying to get draft picks and try to solve the cap issue that it, it really didn't 
see much effort on the field. I feel like now that they got those picks, they got, you know, they got some good rookies in the draft as well. And um, some good signings. I think that this team can start to progress and be the team that we expect them to be in the AFC South. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I had high hopes for the Texans season one. I have high hopes for them now, especially seeing them improve. They got to keep the intos down. Like we just said, and most of the teams that struggle is because of the uh, turnovers. So, and especially he has three intos in a seven point ball game. Imagine if he has none, that's a whole different ball game. And if those mm-hmm. intos turn to three or even, you know, touchdowns. Uh, so definitely a good thing. So AFC, so play of the week, Marquise Brown. So let's get into that Ravens Lions game. <laughs> Well, notable was Lamar got hurt this game. How long is he out for? Uh, well, including this week, three weeks, so two more weeks. Okay, okay. So, but huge win, 50 points on the Detroit Lions, a new user. But we've seen him be, a, uh, I'll say, a playoff contender in the past just because of what happened with the Eagles at towards the end. But um, great game from Lamar, 308 yards passing on just six on 16 attempts. He had 308 yards passing and three touchdowns. So Dobbins did his thing, just a yard shy of 100. And like you said, Brown, seven (laughs) receptions for 222 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Man, that's 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 crazy uh, from a wide receiver. But it just looked like Detroit was never even in the conversation this ballgame. Yeah, and that – listen, not to even – Speak highly of myself, but it's just the run defense is just ridiculous. Campbell in the middle is is literally a defensive line by himself. So for Swift, ten rushes for only twenty six yards. So that's like two and a half yards of carry. So yeah, definitely a a good game for the Ravens. For me, see what happens with Lamar out. Uh, let's get into. The Bills and the Raiders. The Bills dropped 45. Josh Allen with three touchdowns. So, really, the the focal point was Tony Pollard, man. 19 rushes. And I know you know a little bit about Tony Pollard. <laughs> 19 <laughs> yeah. rushes, 106 yards. Uh, a really good game for Tony Pollard. Yeah, it's, I'm always happy to see Tony Pollard perform at a higher level. Uh, holds dear in my heart for sure. But he had a great game. You could even see the Bills kind of feeling themselves after this win, kind of talking big in the chat uh, <laughs> towards the AFC East opponents after a pretty good win over the Las Vegas Raiders. But uh, Winston had five interceptions for the Raiders. That won't cut it. And the fact that you lost only by 14 points definitely tells you that those five interceptions hurt this team big time. Um, but it's it's to be expected. It's Jameis Winston. That, you know, Mary Goda, <laughs> as we would say for the Raiders, is not playing, who had a phenomenal year for the Raiders last season, over 30 touchdowns. Um, but NTN, nine rushes for 99 yards, not much of a factor. But a huge trade just happened, a huge trade that just sent Jones to the Giants for Saquon Barkley. Ooh, so the Raiders got Saquon. Yes, so the Raiders got Saquon. Um, how you feel about that being in the AFC West? Not worried about it. <laughs> Not worried about it. My issue is the secondary, <laughs> but we will address that later. Uh, but yeah, so Saquon adding to this team, 
the Raiders were a five and eleven team last season, so I think adding Saquon is definitely going to be a big improvement for them. Starting zero two this season, you know, uh, I think at some point they'll make that step up because even though there isn't a high resume for this this coach or this team, they do pull out uh, some upsets during the season for sure against some top users. So uh, look for that going forward, especially with Saquon now in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, he's de- the Raiders coach. Rebel is definitely good for at least two upsets in the season. He, he 100%. Um, let's get into this um, Falcons and, and Panthers game. So the Super Bowl champs are behind at half. 28 to 14, and then they end up scoring uh, 20 unanswered points. Wow. So they score 14 points to tie the game. So they're down 28 to 14. They score 14 points to tie the game, go into overtime, and score the game-winning touchdown to win the game. So basically, they basically just shut out the Panthers the whole second half. The Panthers only score uh, seven points, one touchdown the whole second half after scoring 21 in the first half. So It's like the, the reverse of the real life Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Falcons still looking tough. But I feel like the way people are looking at the Falcons is as like an unstoppable team. You know what I mean? Especially after the 62-0 to win. Mm-hmm. But – this goes to show you, especially with the Panthers, the Panthers, who's been uh, was a consistent user in Madden 20, you know, sh- showing a little bit some struggles. He looks good to start this season, but these are the wins that you've got to pull out. Division wins against the Super Bowl champ. That's a huge uh, morale booster for you as a coach, for your team. But uh, let's get into some stat lines, man. Curtis Samuel, three touchdowns, 153 yards. McCaffrey two yards shy of one fifty, so the Panthers, that defense that the Atlanta Falcons is uh, so highly noticed for with that one four six and got killed, literally got killed. But he yeah. pulls out the win nonetheless. A win's a win, right? Right. Yeah, I think the teams that have a lot of speed um, will be able to kind of perform well against that that type of scheme on defense, but. We'll see going forward. It could have just been a good game from, from the Panthers or a bad game by the Falcons. But like uh, McCaffrey, though, I know he had 148 yards, but 33 rushes to get there, that's a lot. He did a lot of running the ball. Um, I feel like this team could have been a little bit more aggressive despite them having an early lead versus the Falcons because when you're playing you know, the Super Bowl champ, you got to keep pushing. You can't take your foot off the gas. You need to finish that ball game out, especially if it's a division opponent. Um, and start off the year 2-0, you bring them down 1-1, you already got that head-to-head uh, later on if it comes down to the standings when playoffs are around. So, tough loss by the Panthers. They just need to uh, learn how to close out some games. Yeah, the uh, last game I want to get into, and I want to put this coach on notice because I spoke about him last season in his, his, his offense. Uh, Washington football team, man. AKA, mm. AKA the old Redskins. So the football team looked, re- he's looking really good. He's 2 0 right now. Dropped 50 on the Bucks. Haskins had a field day, 331 yards, four touchdowns. Geis had 170 yards. McLaurin had 190 yards, three touchdowns on four catches. 
So it's like I don't know. They they look good, man. Two and zero to start the season, and I'm excited to see what they could do uh, this season. They look good. So let me let me ask you a question. Do you, in your opinion, do you feel like this was a great game from the Washington football team, or do you think this had anything to do with the um, shaving of the points by the Bucks the first two weeks? <sighs> That's tough, man. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. I think this game would have still went down to the wire. It was a blowout. He won by three scores. But I think if the Bucks was, you know, played a little differently – uh, they had a, a definitely went down to the wire, but the Redskins, I think it's a little bit of both. Redskins look okay. really good. Yeah, McLaurin had an amazing game, so you never know, honestly. Exactly. So that's going to wrap it up for week two. We are going to catch you guys for week three, and thanks for joining us.